Welcome to today's episode of Watchful with Bethy Hernandez and Sophia Ritter. Today we're joined with special guest Abby Ritter. Two cousins talk movies and TV. Basically, it's entertainment related. We got you covered. Today we're discussing the movies of 2019. Abby is basically my little sister, and I've kind of, over the last few years, I have made her become a big movie fan because I've dragged her to many. Forced her. I've dragged her to many movies <laughs> along the way, and slowly we got her roped into Star Wars and then Marvel, and so she's just jumped on the bandwagon of all things nerdy and all things movies. So I thought she'd be a perfect addition to our show today. So anything else, Abby? No, pretty much covered it. All right. <laughs> So there's been a lot of great movies this year. There's been a lot of bad movies Terrible. this year. I what there's a late contender for worst movie of the decade, which is Cats. Oh, Cats, yes. We are not paying money to see it, but our siblings are for some reason. Cuz they're crazy. Yes, but it is nice cuz they're out of the house and yeah. we're recording podcasts. And but. we'll get to hear a different perspective on this movie. Yeah. I guess. Next week we might even have a bonus episode about the survivors of Cats and <laughs> see how they're dealing with the trauma. So what we're going to do is we're going to break up all of our favorite, all the movies into different categories that we've seen this year and go over them. And at the end, mm-hmm. we'll rank our top five in our biggest disappointments. Yep. Sounds good. So let's start off with sequels. There the have been major sequels this major year. Major sequels. Um, what I have written down is um, Rise of Skywalker and Endgame. I don't know. Oh, obviously Toy Story 4. Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. But I have those also listed too. for other movie, yeah. like other categories. But yes, yeah, I've kind of called this the year of the franchise. It was and the year of the finale because mm-hmm. Endgame, Star Wars, Toy Story, the those year were of all, Disney, yeah, the year of Disney. Basically, <laughs> those were all big endings to really long going franchises. And my least favorite sequel I saw this year is The Secret Life of Pets. Abby and I both had to see this movie because we work in a daycare and they went to the movie. Yeah. I don't think I paid attention for more than 20 minutes to this movie. I got paid for a good nap, though. Yeah. Abby took a nap. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) I've only seen bits and pieces of this movie. So bad. And it's not good. The first one was honestly kind of cute. Mm -hmm. This one was just. I didn't understand why it needed to happen. Yeah, that's the big thing. As a sequel is. Is there a reason to tell a story and does it live up to the original? And this is neither of those things. Yeah. And also, it's one of those movies that was so bad. I went away from the theater just so pissed that this is the kind of entertainment we're giving children. Because children deserve better than this. Yes. Is that basically all you have to say on it, Abby? Yeah, I just couldn't figure out the plot to the movie because like i'm like okay this is what's happening there's this bunny dude and then all of a sudden like the bunny dude's sort of evil and mm-hmm. i i oh, just the bunny dude i know what you're talking about sorry i i this is not a very educated statement but i just the movie was all over the place it didn't need to exist if a 19 year old has trouble figuring out the plot of this movie what is a five-year-old yeah, seriously <laughs> it just jumped all over the place and it was just a hot mess and we took the kids back to the daycare afterwards, and they weren't talking about it at all. They didn't no, really no. care about the movie. And I always say when we go to the movies with mm-hmm. daycare, you can tell how much they like the movie by how many times we go to the bathroom. <laughs> Every two minutes, I had to take a kid to the bathroom. Whoa. And during Toy Story, we had to take one kid to the bathroom. So they definitely and weren't pets too. I'd say every single kid went. Yeah, they mm-hmm. weren't entertained. It just shows you that the kind of movies they're making for kids that are just 
to make money mm-hmm. and like just to get a Pull couple laughs yeah, yeah that they're actually not working <laughs> so my next sequel is the lego movie to oh, the second too. part so you've seen this movie what do you think of it okay honestly i thought it was okay like i thought it was kind of good <laughs> because i just i maybe it was because i was seeing it with friends and it was more just for fun yeah but i thought it i don't know i mean i guess there's it there weren't there wasn't a good point to it either. No. But, I mean... I really liked it. passable, I thought. I thought it was a decent movie. I didn't think it was revolutionary. I yeah. had a good time, but it didn't stick with me that much. Exactly. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, I really liked the song at the end where they're like, everything's not awesome. Yes. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think by having that, it kind of proved why they needed to tell another story. And yeah. And it fulfilled that purpose of why is there a sequel. It was kind of, like, it was kind of a dumb kids movie, but it also, it did have a underlying story to it so i did yeah. appreciate that yeah so i think we're kind of all in agreement it's a decent movie yeah. it's not revolutionary but it's it a cute, purpose yeah. it's a cute concept like legos like yeah. having a little life of their own like i like that whole idea yeah and it's, i like how they animate and everything it's a unique style yeah so my next sequel and you guys might be mad at me for putting this kind of further down on my list but just as a sequel in itself i have rights of skywalker because as a sequel this is not a good movie because it did mm. not stick with the last jedi at all oh it didn't because yeah. like they have a full relationship with finn and rose building and then they like sideline that yeah. entire thing yeah and I, I enjoyed the movie but it wasn't a good sequel. as much as i love the movie i i will agree with you mm-hmm. and again i mentioned this in the last episode maybe it's one of the reasons i like the movie is because it wasn't yeah a sequel to the last jedi but definitely in the standpoint of it being like purely like a sequel i don't think it did well yeah and even if you don't like the last jedi i still think you have to complete the plot so you have to take that into account yeah Yeah. because otherwise it doesn't make sense yeah so another movie we all three saw Mm -hmm. was frozen 2 i know abby loved this movie so how would you start um, I thought this one built off the first one really well because it showed growth in both the animation and the characters. And it was just, it was one of those movies that you walk out feeling like really happy and really joyful. And like a couple days later, you're like, this movie wasn't like the best movie to ever exist, but it, it was really, really good for a kid's movie too. And they built off the first movie without making it the same movie. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah, they definitely made progress. And they also kept within the storyline and built on it. So I totally agree with you. Yeah, it definitely served its purpose as a sequel very well. They established why they needed to tell a story. And I think it was better than the original. That's not necessarily a popular opinion, but I fully mm-hmm. believe it. Especially yeah. in terms of animation. I agree. So my number three sequel of the year, and I don't know if you guys even ranked yours, but... My number three was Toy Story 4, just because yeah. I really liked my two above that. That's my Toy Story. No, that's my number three. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I do think it's a really good sequel, but it's not higher up because I think Toy Story 3 was a better finale yes. than Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Even though I think it's important that they told Woody's story, and I get why they told it, but I still think Toy Story 3 was a better finale. What about you? Yeah. I feel like... I walked away from Toy Story 3 wanting another one just because I was angry that Andy wasn't in the movie anymore. Toy Story 3 did really sum it up very well. But then again, I do feel like they finished at a good point with Toy Story 4. I feel like it it wasn't necessarily necessary, but like... (laughs) 
if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it was really well done. It was a really good movie. It didn't need to happen, but the way they did it was perfect. And it felt, though, that they're adding another conclusion to the conclusion we already had, like you guys were both saying. My thing is, Toy Story 3 is honestly might be my favorite movie of all time mm-hmm. and I do think it does serve as purpose in telling Woody's final storyline because I don't feel like his storyline was that wrapped up in Toy Story 3 and yeah. it also yeah. concludes Bo Peep because she was just sidelined and it gave us a real female character so I do think those two storylines made it more worth it mm-hmm. but Toy Story 3 is definitely better for now which I already basically said yep so my cool. number two sequel of the year I don't you guys will either be like one or two on this one mm-hmm. is Spider-Man Uh, yeah that's my number one yes but that's i'm a little biased Mm because i love spider-man but (laughs) so why is it your number one why do you think it's the best sequel well i think it was what i wanted to see out of the second movie Mm -hmm. and i definitely value like i thought it was a good movie in general i liked the plot i liked the villain i liked the whole idea of like a more lighthearted story from Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked how it showed this like transition after all the events in Endgame. So I just thought it was a good movie in general, but it also showed a lot of growth between Peter Parker from the first movie. And that's exactly what I was wanting to see. Yeah, I thought they really, I thought it was a really good sequel to both the first one and also Endgame because we really needed a happy movie after Endgame. Yeah. So I thought it summed up. What phase are we in for Marvel? Four, three. I don't really phase know. Three. Three. It, it, it wrapped up phase <laughs> three really. <laughs> um, it really wrapped up phase three really well, Spider-Man, as a conclusion. I think Endgame would still be my number one sequel just because of all the buildup to it. And with Infinity War the year before. And it's literally bit for like 20 years. That's too big of a number 10 for like 10 years (laughs) there has been built up for this movie so yeah spider-man is my number two because it was honestly it was every single thing it needed to be as a sequel like you said the Mm -hmm. relationships with peter parker had really become better especially with ned yeah you've seen his character grow from the first one it was everything it needed to be after endgame and Mm -hmm. it was also like i said the perfect sequel to homecoming and endgame which is so hard to do this movie had to do so much and it did everything it needed to perfectly. And I know some people disagree and say that it was, like, too much, like, a teenager, like, just, like, romantic But that's movie. what Spider-Man but, is. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I that's what I wanted to see after. And Endgame. it was a fun, It was more movie. fun. Yeah. And the threat wasn't necessarily so huge and that's mm-hmm. my favorite thing about spider-man is it's not like yeah, the whole universe is like on the brink it, yeah of disaster exactly yeah. It, it's just yeah all right my top sequel of the year is endgame mm-hmm. which you probably are already figuring and it's my top movie of the sequel of the year because it had to live up to the most unrealistic expectations that any sequel i think ever has mm-hmm. after infinity war the entire world was like freaking out after that ending true and everyone really thought they were gonna butcher it and there was no way they could be as good as endgame Mm -hmm. and they really managed to make it different enough from infinity war that it felt like it's completely own movie even though it was a two-part movie Mm -hmm. and it completely fulfilled the story and wrapped everything up that we needed it to and it had to do so much there were so many characters they had to address and i really even though i love tony stark and i'm still heartbroken i really think they did a good job of wrapping everything up they had a lot of plot lines that they had to throw in there and a lot of different characters had to pull in different roles and they really meshed the characters together well like yeah, ant-man in, in that movie i think that was his oh, best yeah. movie yet as a character if you guys aren't aware <laughs> abby my 
sister. Ant Man is <laughs> my favorite Avenger. Like by she's far. not kidding. It's her favorite Avenger. Her favorite Marvel <laughs> movie is Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm not kidding. It's just the ridiculousness of Ant Man getting big and also getting small and like the, <laughs> the weird science behind it that is like so unrealistic. It's just so cool to me. I just I love it Don't so much. Don't let that devalue her opinion the rest of the episode. I swear she's not that crazy, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it though. Man. It's almost like your favorite though. Not not favorite, but it's almost <laughs> similar to Spider Man in a way. It's yeah, more lighthearted humor. movies. The humor, in my opinion, is more funny, and I don't know. Yeah, I get. So it. I agree with you. I ain't liking him. I don't get a favorite <laughs> at all. All right, before we move into children's and family movies, we're gonna yes. hear a bit from Cal, where he tells us his favorite movie year. My favorite movie of the year was Star Wars. Even though I'm not a Star Wars fan, I thought it was well done. And I finally appreciated it this time. Family movies. This is one category that when I was looking over them, I'm like, oh boy. This was Family rough. movies. Family and children's movies. Okay. I just like combined them because they're kind of Because before we basically just mentioned all of the movies I had written down for yeah. uh children's movies so i'm interested to see what you have because you've seen yeah more. they're basically i think i've already basically talked about all of these because most of them are sequels yeah um like i just said secret life of pets 2 my least favorite children's movie of the year mm-hmm. i already talked about great reasons why it's just a horrific boring <laughs> movie yeah we've already discussed it's it's a lot to handle it's just so stupid so we can all we can just we skip that yeah my next worst movie of the year for this is the live action, live action, if you want to call it live action, it's CGI, remake of The Lion King. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. And many people loved this movie, and, like, I respect it because Lion King has so many, like, connotations and memories with it, and they do do a lot with <laughs> CGI in this movie, so you, you gotta realize that, but also, it just took away the creativity. So bad. It There was no... It's- there's nothing unique about this movie except for that the animation was it took different. Everything well, creative out of the movie and it's made a dull yeah mess. Oh, I get so angry talking about this. Also, uh, it looks cool for the first minute, and mm-hmm. then you're like, these animals don't show any emotion. Yeah, when they talk, it just looks weird. Everything about it was just bad, and it was just the animation. The reason for it is to tell a cool, creative story. You're not supposed. to... If you make it look like real life, what's the purpose of it? I know they're yeah. talking animals, but... Well, one of the most beautiful things about animation is, like, how it's all stylized way mm, differently. And exactly. I love seeing it. And it's so beautiful to me to see these different styles. And when you're trying to make something realistic, it just takes that away. No, it's just boring. And I know we've mentioned this before, too, in other episodes. But I'm so sick of remakes. A shot of movies. for shot remake. Yeah. Especially. And this is what that was. Because that does just... It, doesn't need to happen and we all know they're just making it to make more money they so. were and, and it's working really well because they're making a lot of money off these movies billion dollars off this movie and it was God. so boring after the movie got over abby and i were like dying for it to be over because yeah. i had a really really pee that was part of the reason <laughs> but when it got over other people in our theater were standing up and clapping like really? i've never seen people do that before and abby and i just looked at each other 
And we are like, what the heck are they getting out of this? What, uh, like, I feel like I'm missing something out yeah, of this. I people thought it was do, so, so good. People do love it. Did you guys see this during the summer? Yeah, Did it come out in the, in the summer? summer? Yeah. Okay, because maybe this is just because I was gone. But I never heard anyone's reactions to seeing it. So I feel like... That I, is the thing. A lot of people went to go see it, and they liked it for momentarily because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And then they forgot about it and never mentioned it again. If you only like... That's for very true. That, that is really true because... Yeah. That's a good perspective. I haven't really thought about how it really died after it came out. Yeah. It was kind of the same thing with Aladdin, which, oh, um, yeah. That was right above Lion King on my list. Oh, I forgot I that didn't movie. See Aladdin. I didn't see that. Um, it was, opinion on that? It was better than The Lion King, but it was a remake and it didn't really need to happen. Um, It was just, it was. Did it you was, enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I walked out of the movie. The songs were stuck in my head, and I enjoyed it. I I had never seen the original before walking into the movie, <laughs> and I went home and I saw the original, and I thought the original was a lot better. So yeah. I just, so there was no purpose in making it. I don't really. I, they didn't make anything that creative out of it. No. Well, I just don't get why we keep making more and more of these. Uh, and they're gonna make a Little Mermaid, right? Yeah, something the Little else. Mermaid and Mulan is coming Mulan. out. Okay, that one looks okay. I don't. I'm not as mad about Mulan because they're doing something different. I, I, and we have no Asians represented in movies. So at least we're having some more representation at the very least. If it's you know, even though it's another remake. And I yeah. have hope for the Little Mermaid because Lin Manuel is doing the music. Oh, so but I also heard they're not really redoing much of their music. They are. I, I heard that they were redoing a lot of the music. Oh, really? If the music is being redone, I have a feeling Abby and I are going to enjoy it a lot. <laughs> we enjoy our Lin Manuel. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we'll enjoy watching it, but also there won't really be that much of a purpose for it. But we'll both be I guilty agree. of seeing it and we'll both go. And we'll have the song stuck in our head. <laughs> so the next movie on my, on my children's movie list, uh-huh. I was weirdly excited for this movie. It came out this summer and it's Dora and the Lost City oh, of Gold. She yeah. made me go to this movie. <laughs> I, I did. didn't see I this did. movie, so you guys explain okay. yourselves. <laughs> so, let, let me explain about why I was excited. When I was Younger, I wanted to be Dora the Explorer going door to door selling Gatorade. That was literally what I wanted to do, like when I grew up. And I was obsessed with Dora, okay? So when I saw this movie, it looked like a comedy, like making fun of Dora, like the trailer did. Yeah. And I was just thinking, yeah, this will just be like a satire about Dora, kind of. Satire. Well, not like, but you know what I mean? I thought they would be making fun of Dora the whole time. And they were. But it was also really bad. Like, they were trying so hard, but it really felt like a Nickelodeon movie that was made for TV. It was exactly what I expected it yeah, to it be. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I wasn't bored during the movie, but no, also they ended the movie with this, like, giant musical that number. That is the best part of the movie. I loved the musical number. I stand by it. <laughs> I, okay, despite what we talked about with Lion King... I can't believe you put it higher. Because okay. I saw the trailers because for Because it movie. was more of an original story. Yeah. It and was stupid, but it was better. I was much more entertained during this. Yeah. I would sit through this again if someone paid me. I would not... There's no way I would watch Lion King again. Because I, I did you. I'm just surprised. Yeah. <laughs> they did have, like, a little bit of depth to uh, Dora's character. They <laughs> did, though. They did. But the CGI and boots and all the animals, that's was the word. If the CGI was better, I think it would be a halfway decent movie. Nice. But the CGI, like the mix with the live action was really creepy. <laughs> yes. Dora and Velocity of Gold is higher than The Lion King. And they probably, ha- they did have a much, much smaller budget. So, yeah. ha. 
<laughs> Disney. Sorry. Well, I mean, The Lion King did it a lot better than Dora did, but... Yeah, it did quite a bit better. But for my reasoning... If, I was a ten, if you're a 10-year-old girl, though... Yeah. It, when I If this movie had come out when I was 10, I would have been obsessed with it. I probably would have been. I haven't seen it, but... Like, 10-year-old Sophie, she would have loved it. Yeah. 20-year-old Sophie, it was average. Okay, I'll move on. <laughs> I, I talked about Dora for way too long. <laughs> uh, my next movie is The Lego Movie 2, which we already talked about quite a bit. Yeah. Emmett's funny. Anything else we should add before we move on to that? Because I think... I we, really don't think so. It's The Lego Movie. It's we a good laugh. Said. It's okay. It's decent. And that's about it. Frozen 2. We saw a lot of kids' movies this year. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when I was making my list, like, I only saw, like, two dramas. And then I saw seven kids' movies. We should be embarrassed of that. No, I only have, like, three dramas. Don't worry. (laughs) Oh, man. You guys. We're (laughs) sucker for kids' movies. They're so good. Yeah. No. Well, the top two movies... I'm glad I saw my kids' movies. Yeah. The bottom four I could have gone without seeing. Yeah, I agree. The top two uh, two for my kids' movies were very, very close. Oh, you have Frozen 2 above Toy Story 4, and I would like I to I do hear- not. Oh, okay. I saw her, I saw her S- list upside down, and <laughs> I was about to fight you. <laughs> I know we okay. kind of talked about where Frozen 2 stands next to Toy mm-hmm. Story 4, but I've officially made up my mind that okay. Toy Story 4 goes above Frozen 2. I have too. After that episode came out, I was kind of in the post-Frozen high. Yeah. And I thought about it more. The story told in Toy Story 4 is way better. And it's more complex. And it does, it makes more leaps in terms of, like, changing gender stereotypes. Exactly. Even though, like, Frozen 2 does that a lot, I still feel like Toy Story 4 did that in a way i liked seeing much more see yeah frozen 2 was very much a blockbuster event type movie where it was really fun to see it in theaters yeah but that's all it really is but you gotta realize i kind of think frozen 2 is a lot closer than you think it is because they Mm -hmm. the story is a lot deeper than you realize at first sight with like the full comments about like the climate how they're destroying it and with the building of the sister's relationship i yeah, but it definitely isn't on the top of my list. No. And it wasn't revolutionary, really. No. My next movie, which I'm the only one of this group, I'm pretty sure that has seen this, is Joker. You thought the Joker was better than Captain Marvel? Explain. <laughs> you haven't seen Joker. Yes, but Captain Marvel, but Joker is a DC movie. His favorite movie of the year. What was your favorite movie of the year? Star Wars. Why? Mm-hmm. Cool. It was cool. Nice. Action movies. Yes. Okay. These are some of the most... I I think all these movies were the movies we were the most excited to see. Yeah. Not necessarily the ones we liked the most by any stretch, but I think we were the most excited to see most of these because they're, you know... I think I liked most of these, too, Yeah. So what was your least favorite action movie you saw this year? Because I think Mm. we both saw all the same ones. I haven't really decided on that one. I... I want to hear your list first because I think I might have left off a few things. From uh-huh. My least favorite action movie of the year was Captain Marvel. Okay, mm. that's what I was going to say, but it's just yeah. so hard to choose. It's so hard to say that because it was a good movie. It's just, the, like, I really like Captain Marvel's character and how they built her suit and how, unlike Wonder Woman, she's actually wearing armor. Yes, I do, I but, do think it's a better portrayal of female representation yeah. than Wonder Woman, but I think Wonder Woman 
again is a better movie. Yeah. The plot was just, I just didn't care about the plot very much. Yeah. It was kind of boring. It was kind of boring. And they tried to push the whole, like, we're having fem, like, we're having female representation. Mm. Look at us. Yay. And I'm like, why can't you just give us a movie with the female lead and not try and push it? Star Wars. Yeah. Like Star Wars. Do something more like that. And I will actually feel represented better. Yeah, exactly. And I I don't know. I saw this movie too many times because people kept, like, being like, oh, we're going to have Marvel. I'm like, okay, I'll go again. Yeah. And I never want to see this movie again. I'm so sick of it. It was decent. Not I don't think decent. it should have gotten the amount of hate that it did. No, it shouldn't have gotten any hate. It was but... just a typical Marvel movie. Yes, I know. This pains me. <laughs> but Joker is a better movie. I haven't seen it, so. It is more complex. It more thought-provoking after you see it you ha- want to have long discussions about it other compared to captain marvel which you're just like okay when's endgame come out <laughs> that's literally was your reaction after seeing captain marvel <clears throat> joker stands on its own even though it is part of the dc universe it is completely its own it's not a spin-off or anything it is a spin-off but there are completely new characters that are playing all the parts and it's just separated from their dc universe mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done. I don't love how they handled mental health in this movie. That is the reason it is number four of my action movies. Because I I hate the stereotype that people with mental health issues... Because I know it is often common that they can be violent. But they Mm kind of act like it's almost an excuse. And they kind of act like everyone who has mental health issues is insane. And that's not even the main reason this movie got so much criticism, but that's the main reason I didn't like it. And I also didn't like how it kind of glorifies violence. But it was well done, and it did cause all these heated discussions. And I think that's an important element of the movie. Nice. So my number three movie, action movie, I think this might be the same as you guys, is Star Wars. Yeah, that was my my number three. Yeah. I think, you know, we all enjoyed it. It was good. Wasn't nearly as good as the movies we have above it, basically. Yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of, like, weird plot holes to it. That's a big thing. There's plot holes. It wasn't as good of an ending. How, like, I don't know. Some of it was so... When, for background knowledge, when I watch Marvel movies and there's a really ridiculous moment, I'm always like... Marvel moment. There was a lot of Star Wars Star moments Wars in this movie. That was one of my problems that I had mentioned before. Some of the stuff just seemed too far fetched to even yeah. like, and it just too large scale that I was like, what is even going on? <laughs> like Jedi's can move ships now. Like that's a thing. When yeah. was this a thing? Or like when like Ray is like in that like ocean yeah. and like I'm like. How is that, that even possible that she's using, like, a little skimmer? I was like, that didn't make sense. That's not possible. Basically, Jedi are gods. Yeah. <laughs> also, the one thing that killed me through this entire trilogy was that ships just kept appearing out of nowhere. Yeah, that, yeah. that was annoying. And they could always fly them. Yeah. How do you know how to fly every ship in the galaxy? Literally. All Star Wars movies have this problem. Yeah. It always bugs me. We're being really negative about... Skywalker, though, I did think it was a good movie. Oh, yeah. It was a good Overall, movie. Ray was phenomenal. It. I love Ray's movie. character so much. And the music in this movie. <gasps> yes, we didn't talk about the score in the last yeah. episode. And I really wanted to because every piece of music in that movie, like, brings some it's kind so of emotion beautiful. to you. It's uh-huh. so it's so captivating. Like, it doesn't distract you. It focuses you. It adds so much to the movie. The movie wouldn't be half as good without John Williams' score. And I love 
this is just me, mm-hmm. but I love like Leia's theme. <gasps> yes. It's so pretty. And, and I every love time Ray's I theme. hear it, I get so excited when I hear either mm-hmm. of those. I'm like, oh. I love Ray's theme. It gets me excited and it's full of like adventure and hope. Yeah. And it evokes all these feelings. And I'm not even that into music and I get all the gist of that. Yeah. Okay, so Spider-Man Far From Home. We mm-hmm. already talked about it a little bit. Yes. But I just want to say something about when, I don't know if this is your second or top action movie of the year. Is it your second or top? Uh, I think I really can't decide between this and Endgame. Yeah, it's hard. And I honestly liked Far From Home better. Endgame, for me, like Avi was mentioning, had a lot of Marvel moments. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it seemed just like a lot to handle that it seemed, I don't know, not relatable. Yeah. And I felt really, when watching Far From Home, I felt the opposite, if that makes sense. Yeah. I kind of get what you mean, but I also feel like Endgame's Marvel moments were more earned than a lot of the action sequences of Spider-Man. My thing with Endgame, the reason why my it was lowered for me, was I was really mad about how they killed off Black Widow. And like, I know it's a petty thing, but we finally get two girls in the MCU and they just kill off half of them. So, if you kind of get my point that... They have Scarlet Witch. Yeah, they do. They do have Scarlet Witch. But uh-huh. they could have done so much more with Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow's character. I just... And Hawkeye was literally murdering people at the beginning of this movie. So, I feel like Hawkeye should have died, but that's just me being angry, <laughs> so... <laughs> I also... I don't know. This movie... I felt like a lot of it was just for, like, fan approval stuff. And like, well, that's the thing is I don't think fan service is a bad thing. I it don't was what either. we wanted it to be. But I don't know for some reason that throws me off. If that makes sense, it's exactly yeah, I what you. I wanted. But I haven't watched it again. I'm not gonna like I haven't watched it since seeing it. And I'm, I've yeah, seen it I don't crave times. watching it again. No, I've seen it five times. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it four times in theaters, uh-huh. and then I saw well one of the times was the director's commentary. So yeah, that's a little different. But I'm like the same way with like Star Wars too. If mm-hmm. this makes sense, like these large scale movies that are really long, really dramatic, yeah. so many fight sequences, I can only watch them like once or twice. Yeah, and, yeah I get bored because fights. Because you know how they get old. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I can watch Endgame more than once is because it is such more of an emotional movie. It is. And it's much more of a character-driven like, movie than any of the other ones. I probably liked it better than Infinity War, so I agree with Yeah, that. they're both really close, but I think Endgame is a little bit it better. It surpassed in the emotional value, yeah. All right, so we talked about all of our favorite co- um, action movies of the year, mm-hmm. and so now we're going to hear from Bethy's little sister, Maria, about her favorite movie of the year. I like Jojo Rabbit because it was a really cool message and really well done. All right, it was a phenomenal year for comedy. I don't know how many com how many comedies did you see this year? Um, okay, I haven't seen that many. I've seen like four. I've seen six movies this year, and a lot of these are my favorite movies of the entire year. I love comedy, and it was really a phenomenal year for unique, great comedies. Yeah. yeah. So my least favorite. One of the year was Late Night, which Abby saw with me, and it was just boring. You put, I thought yesterday was worse, but we'll get there. Um, I thought, <laughs> I walked out Late Night, and I really liked it. Um, it just wasn't that great. I thought the jokes were really funny. It's just, we've seen a lot of movies like this in the past, but I do mm-hmm. like it how it was um, a woman cast and everything. It felt like a Hallmark movie to me. Mm. It did feel a little Hallmarky, yeah. but yeah. yesterday was literally the definition of a Hallmark movie. So yes, I feel like yesterday is a lot worse. Story. I felt a lot 
Beth is just sitting there. I, I have nothing to add to this argument because I've seen neither of these movies, but I mean. Okay, but yesterday at least you left the movie in a super good mood, did you not? I left uh, late night in a super good mood too. I did not. I was crabby after I saw well, late night. Oh, oh, we had the full. We had a full kerfuffle with our AMC stubs yeah, before seeing late night. So I feel like that really made the experience worse for you. Yeah, that might be it. I was pissed because they wouldn't give us our free ticket. I just thought late night was a well made movie. It just wasn't phenomenal and it wasn't monumental. Yesterday wasn't a well made movie, and I thought <laughs> I was really excited. I thought it was gonna be fun, and the end of it was just. So dumb. The ending was really dumb. I'll give you that. But the acting was five times better in yesterday than it was in late night. May I say this? You might be a little biased because you're a big Beatles fan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They went to Abbey Road, Sophie. No, but as a Beatles fan, and this is actually saying something, I don't like... As a Beatles fan, I didn't like a lot of the stuff about it because hmm. they didn't have that. They they messed up the order of the albums, which Beatles fans will know the Beatles hated when people chopped up their albums. <laughs> and in the movie, he just like had a bunch of random songs on every album, not like sticking with it, songs that belong together. And Beatles fans should be very annoyed by that. Yes, the music did make me like it more. Ed Sheeran was funny in this movie. He wasn't necessarily He wasn't necessary. needed, but he was <laughs> he there. Was just, they just paid him a bunch of money, and they're like, look, we have Ed Sheeran. Come see okay. our movie. What about Late Night was enjoyable? I don't remember a I single the thing plot. from that movie, it except was... for the old man, and he was really boring. I don't even remember the old so man. I'm so confused. <laughs> they had the whole Mindy Kaling or Collins character. She was so boring. I enjoyed it so much. She had a really like good plot. Third... Okay. I really We're enjoyed streaming. this movie. It was like the third season of the Mindy Project when you're like, why are they still making this show? They've run out of things to do. And it was like that, but it was a movie form. <sighs> Sisters. I, I respectfully disagree. Okay, we have to move on because we're going to fight yes. all day. I'm sorry, Bethy. No, you're good. And I know you also haven't seen the next movie, which is Stuber. <gasps> I love this movie so much. <laughs> what is this about? I have literally haven't even heard of it. <laughs> bombed it did so bad in theaters and i'm so <laughs> passionate about how it should not have bombed because it was so funny um he was like an uber driver and his name was stuber for the pun reasons and it was just it was so good and there was like a legit plot behind it. it at all i don't know describe the movie i don't remember it okay. very well well if you loved it so much <laughs> See, I really thought this was the most I've ever laughed in a movie. No. I almost peed my pants while watching this movie. This movie was so good. It was just so funny. It was everything a comedy needed to be. It was really stupid, but if you think too much about the plot, you can completely tear it apart. And how he leased a car. Oh my god, the car! And he was so proud of his electric car. And then it burst into flames. Yeah, this makes no, no sense, sense whatsoever. Bethy. Bethy is serving as our audience was like, shut up, guys. I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> but if you really, if you want yeah, a really good seen... laugh, see Stuber. It's the guy from The Big Sick. And that's one of my favorite, that is my favorite rom-com. And uh-huh. he's just so hilarious in this movie. He's my, one of my favorite comedians. And he just, he's the other, he's Camille, next. I'm not gonna... Yeah, Camille. And the person, oh, and the other main is. character is Drax. From Guardians oh, of the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. They're both funny. They just really rip so off each funny. other so well. And like the comedy what didn't even feel like that cheap. It was no, just, it didn't feel forced, the comedy. It was like a very there was like ten seconds between each laugh. 
if that. It, it wasn't very... just laughing for two straw hours. Another I mean, reason we probably didn't do it that much, though, was because we were kind of having a rough summer. Yeah, and we needed a good laugh. Well, that's why it's probably ranked yeah. good on your list. If it makes you laugh, that's what a comedy is exactly. supposed to do. We should probably move on, though. My okay. number three comedy is Booksmart. Ooh, oh, I had Stuber a lot list. higher on my list. I know, it was probably your favorite, wasn't it? Yes. No, it was second to Jojo Rabbit, <laughs> but... I have... For my number three, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Little, it no, was I haven't. What's that about? Really bad. But, um, <laughs> I saw it on my friend's birthday, mm-hmm. and because we just wanted to see something funny. Oh, I know and what it's it is about now. that. Yeah. Uh, it's a girl from Blackish, right? Yeah, that one. Some lady somehow turns into a girl. Like I forget everything about this. I saw this in like April or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But she like turns into a little girl, and I don't know. She learns like the true meaning of friendships. Oh and my god! And like. It's kind of funny. Like, I got a few good laughs out mm-hmm. of it, but it honestly wasn't that funny. But that's on the bottom of my whole list yeah. that I have. Um, I feel like my mom would like that movie. She my probably mom would. loves black comedy. <laughs> loves it. Yeah. She always get, makes me go to them with her. And so they honestly are funny. Yeah. You just can't think too much about them. I saw it. I didn't feel like it was a complete waste of time. It just, it was whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Book smart. I loved Booksmart. I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't like I know you my didn't like best it as movie much of all time. That's second on my list. I watched it today because you told it's me to. Hilarious. It's so funny. That full bit in the back of the Uber yeah. when they're watching porn. with their teacher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just such a good movie with two really strong female leads. It's a really really relatable. Yes, to me. So <laughs> relatable, especially because it was relatable to Abby because she just graduated mm-hmm. and you you're going through the same I feel thing. Like I've wasted my time in high school yes. by caring too much because then you see like other people who didn't care as much and got the same results and yes you're like, and that's exactly what happens this? that's exactly, exactly what happens the best comings of age stories you say yes that's me the full time yeah i want to see this movie again i loved it it was one of the first movies i saw this summer when we saw this remember how there's only one other like old man in the full theater that always makes the movie experience so awkward it's so when awkward. there's i would rather it be full or to be the only one in the theater yeah. because then when you laugh the other person was like oh they thought that was funny and they're like thinking about your particular mm-hmm. response it was also kind of a creepy guy and if you've seen this movie, it would be really creepy. Think about how watching this movie put one creepy dude in the room. Yeah, I could not. It's yeah, just weird. It, yeah, it was The jokes are not meant for creepy old dudes. No. That section when they're high. Yeah. It's, so good. it's, so it's just funny. It's stupid, but good. Yeah, What's your number two comedy? Because I don't think I've seen that either. Oh, that was my number two comedy. Oh, okay. So then your number one's probably Jojo Rabbit. Yes, that was my number one. Yeah, that was my number one as well. Because it was, like, the most meaningful comedy mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And I know it's we the already best did an episode on it. Yeah. yeah. It was satire, but it also managed to be drama. It was just really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I um My number two, by the way, is Nice Out. I love Chris Evans in this movie phenomenal you need to see it yeah time. i know i need to see it's it it's this classic whodunit uh-huh. and we haven't seen a movie like this in so long and it was so refreshing and the editing sequence at the beginning is so cool how they tie all the storylines together yeah. eddie my brother this is his favorite movie of the year by far yeah and i just how they piece everything together and make you question the full time and keep you on your toes and you're laughing even though it's a dark matter uh-huh. it's just so much fun i didn't know it was a comedy 
Yeah. I don't, I know nothing about what it's about because it's people have told me ones to ones I didn't know to call it a drama or a comedy. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was monumental. I kind of almost fell asleep in this movie, but I was also <sighs> just really sleepy. Um, so you always really fall asleep during movies. Abby so. falls yeah. asleep a lot during movies. You're the exact same as my sister. You can fall asleep anywhere. Yeah, that's a talent. Yeah, so Judge a Rabbit, my favorite comedy of the year, because we already touched on it. Yes. It's just unique. It's unique. Fun. Yeah, for so, sure. So now before we head into drama, we'll hear from Hannah, who recently did an episode on Float With Us, so you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. And now we'll hear her favorite movie of the year. My favorite movie of the year was Toy Story 4 for two reasons. Um, I really liked how they reinvented Bo Peep, and I also loved the new edition of Porky and the Trash Humor. So drama. I don't have a big list for this, which is kind yeah. of surprising. Um, and I also had trouble ranking it, so I'm curious to see what you had. Okay, Abby, I know we've seen like five or six dramas this year together. <laughs> and I know for a fact you hated one of them. And that's What's Upon a Time in Hollywood. So why don't you give us your opinion on this movie? Okay, during Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to build up the full nap thing... The movie was three hours long. Uh-huh. I took an hour and a half nap during this movie and only missed half of it. <laughs> I woke up and nothing new had happened. And then she went back asleep. <laughs> there, there was this dog food sequence. Okay, they were driving down the road. I thought something big was happening because it was like a 10 minute sequence. At the end of it, he was just feeding his dog. There was nothing exciting about it. I know there's like an artistic thing that people like with these movies, but as a non-expert for these movies, I just gotta say, why? Why make it this boring? I haven't seen this movie, but I agree with you. I feel like some drama movies get more credit, and they're kind of boring. Yeah. 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 Like, I've seen several, like, not that many this year, I guess, but all of them have been mildly on the boring side. They're all good Mm -hmm. in their artistic ways, and, like, I think the story, the stories need to be told, but it's so hard to sit through if you're not patient enough. Like, Okay, the thing is... And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think I would have really enjoyed this movie if it was an hour and a half. Yeah. If they literally cut out half the movie. Wow. That's saying something. Tarantino has gotten too cocky in old age and thinks he can make a three-hour movie. And you can't, because it's boring. And apparently there's a four-hour movie going. Oh, it's five-hour. Yeah, four- or five-hour version that's going to be on Netflix. Oh, dear Who God. Who in their right mind could a sit A five-hour movie? Because I did really enjoy parts of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. But a lot of it was pointless filler that I do. If I didn't they need to see it. They could have cut out half the movie and it would have still told the same And, story. like, I didn't learn anything from the movie. It also, was just too drawn out. how they portray women in this movie is crap. <laughs> it really is. Because all they do is show booty shots the entire time. And women are no more than innocent are beast, sexy beast. Oh, no boy. in between. And I would have hated that yeah. movie. I would have fallen asleep too. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> I do think Leonardo DiCaprio was good in this movie. That is the only thing. And that movie, they just kill everyone. And like, I know okay. that's what they're trying to say with I, the story. I mean, it is based off the Manson murders though. <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> Okay, All we do is kill. It's okay. based off murder. Okay. <laughs> did you not know that? But did that happen in real life? Yeah. Okay. Well, no. 
What happened in oh. real life is they killed, um, that's her name's character, the pregnant woman, I can't remember her name, Margaret Robbie's character. Yeah. And that's what happened in real life, and that's what you're expecting happened in the movie, and mm-hmm. then in the movie they killed the murderers instead of, like... I know. Yeah, I just feel like so if that's why people liked it, because they took the rug out from under you of what you're expecting, but I wasn't that familiar with the Manson murder, so I was just like, okay, violent. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, whoa, blood? Which okay. Is, he, the full movie is about how Hollywood's too violent, and yet... It's the most violent, grotesque movie I've ever seen. And, like, that's kind of what you're trying to tell with it. But But I think they went too far with it. Like, you're such a hypocrite. There's some movies that are so violent that I'm like, oh, I just want to cover my eyes. Mm -hmm. It's gross. The next movie I want to talk about is The Current War. I have that. Oh, I did not see that movie. I have three on my list, Mm -hmm. and that's my third one. It's just boring. It was boring. I mean... I like the idea for the movie, yeah, it but it kind of went nowhere. Like, I was like, what is the point of this? The writing just wasn't there. Yeah. And, like, they had good actors. They had yeah, the opportunity. phenomenal yeah, cast. Yeah, they had the opportunity to make it amazing. And, like, the editing was, like, pretty good, I thought. But, mm-hmm. like, it just, there, I didn't get that there was a storyline. Like, I was like, what yeah. am I watching? What's the point of this? And Tom Holland's character seemed kind of useless. Oh, Tom Holland's character. I just thought I it was he funny was because good. he had sideburns. That's all I yeah. could, that's all I, I got from his character. Movie, honestly, but, like, they had such a big name like Tom Holland. Yeah, and, and he, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, and they barely used him. Yeah, and I just don't get, it was just, it wasn't horrible, but it was boring. And I totally agree. It was decent. Worthy. Yeah. It, I didn't need to see it, mm-hmm. but it didn't hurt. Next up is one I've only seen, so I'll just go into briefly. Okay. Is Blinded by the Light, which is a movie about a Pakistani refugee in Britain mm-hmm. who falls in love with Bruce, Steen's, Bruce Springsteen's music. Oh, I saw it. And uses it as a way to just become more in, like, into the culture, and he just completely, it kind of takes over his life. Yeah. And I loved this movie because it really reminds you of that feeling when you're young and you fall in love with something Mm -hmm. for the first time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you fall in love with Harry Potter for the first time, and it just kind of, it takes over your personality in your life, Mm -hmm. and in a weird way, it kind of shapes how you, like, who you become, because you've grown up loving the specific thing. Yeah. And they just perfectly captured what that feeling is like, and it just made you think of all the things that you were obsessed with growing up and mm-hmm. how they shaped you into who you were dang it yeah, i should, should see, see this it. movie it's really good i remember seeing a trailer for it and like i was with you in the theaters mm-hmm. on the trailer and i was like we need to see that and yeah. i know we said we should see it with our parents because our parents love Bruce yeah. Springsteen, but i don't know it didn't do very well in the box office and then they took it out right away and i was kind uh, of disappointed to see that because it was a really good feel good movie and i really enjoyed it i'm gonna rent it you should it sounds good okay um next movie it was actually our christmas movie oh yes little woman what was your first opinion coming out of it i really like little woman um it was definitely like a guilty pleasure movie and like mm-hmm. a chick flick but it was also really enjoyable, and I never read Little Woman and never really wanted to read it that much, but I was really entertained by this movie, and it's gotten a lot of really good feedback. Yeah. I thought it was good, and I, but to be honest, I was expecting something different from it. Yeah. At some points, I was bored, mm-hmm. and I wasn't expecting to be bored, but that was the same way I was with the book. 
because the book I'm always like there's not a plot but like I get that there's an overall message which I really do love this overall message and I think it's really a perfect Christmas movie and I know everyone our family enjoyed seeing it it felt good to watch it but I don't know it was overall didn't live up quite to expectations see when I first walked out of the movie I liked it but I wasn't in love with it but the more I thought about this movie the happier I am with it yeah the cast was phenomenal the cast was really good especially Especially. what's her main name Joe yeah I love that actor she was phenomenal that's my favorite one of my favorite characters Mm -hmm. in literature of all time is Joe and like yes and she's so relatable they portrayed her character really really well Mm -hmm. in that movie they did stay really true to the book, which was, yeah. I really appreciated that. I don't know. I liked, I thought some of the, how they edited the story together was a little weird. Yes. We talked about that after yes. seeing it. It was kind of hard to stay with the timeline and figure out where you were They didn't it. do that job making the girls look younger sometimes. And they didn't make it apparent, other than maybe the lighting, that it was like a flashback. Yeah. And I didn't, I, it wasn't really a flashback. And I think the biggest one was when they put like a scene with Beth right after Beth had died and i just thought that was a little too jarring yeah that was a way too jarring i noticed that i was like mm-hmm. there needed to be a little transition in there but yeah but yeah i did think it was a good movie and i do think if you like little woman definitely see yeah. it. yeah and i think you can't have too many versions of little woman out there <laughs> no, it's a very yeah. accurate depiction of the novel as bethy was saying because like with like the i didn't read the book i shouldn't be saying this <laughs> No, like with the with the costumes and everything. Oh yeah, they didn't change costumes. anything. They did really well. Historic. I know. I just wanted to wear all their dresses. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I kept whispering that to Maria during the vlog. I wish. And I their had hair was so dress. pretty. And I just, I don't know. It's a perfect Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's really like that was fun. Yeah, it's just cute, sweet. Okay, my number two drama is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood mm. with Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Because you can't not love Mr. Rogers. It is one of those, if you guys don't like slow-moving movies, you probably wouldn't like it that much. Yeah. But you can't not like Mr. Rogers. It's a really sweet, feel-good movie. I really think all the, it was just executed really well. And it's a really good movie to see with your parents. The perfect yeah. thing to see with your parents. I just really liked it. And I think other people should see it too. I really want, wanted to see this movie. Yeah, and it was same. during finals. Yeah, I was going to see it. Yeah, yet. I, I eventually will though. All right. So my favorite drama of the year was actually Rocket Man, which oh. kind of surprises a lot of people. It's not really a drama. I but I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but I've heard stuff about it. I heard very different opinions on this. Yes, movie. you have, and I think you need to see it for yourself. Because I I agree. I was gone all summer, but there was like people who got to be out in the real world and got to see the movie, yeah. and so they're talking about it. And I heard someone who, like, absolutely loved it. And someone who was, like, an Elton John fan who didn't think it, like, lived up to the expectations or something like that. Or, like, it wasn't an accurate portrayal. But I don't, I don't have, I don't personally know because I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I'm also not a huge Elton John fan, so I also wouldn't know about that either. Yeah. Yeah, this was the only drama that actually made my overall top ten. It was pretty low on there at, like, number eight. But I thought it was really good. I like how they distinguished themselves from Bohemian Rhapsody. It wasn't just a remake mm-hmm. of Bohemian yes, Rhapsody. That's one okay. of the reasons I liked it so much is Bohemian Rhapsody was literally just very standard biopic formula. Yeah. And this was so unique and different while still telling his life story. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of making a biopic of someone who's still alive. Yeah, that kind but of... But 
it was so well done and the musical sequences were so cool and like how they transitioned from his childhood into young adult in that musical sequence yeah they really so did good. it with so much beauty it was really well done i'm and heartbreaking i think this movie is vastly underrated it is i'm it's glad so people i don't know i'm glad you're not comparing it to bohemian rhapsody as like versus each other because mm-hmm. so many people are like which one's better and i'm like they're not the same thing yeah no, they're, they're like, very they're different things. Things. i'm like different I get it. They're I about did enjoy music this from mildly more. same similar yeah. eras. It's the same but, guy who did both, though. And I'm like, That's it's supposed to be different. Compared so much, yeah. they're the same guy who did both. Yeah, I guess I'm glad you guys liked it, though. I should probably give it a watch. Next, we'll hear from my brother Eddie with his favorite movie of the year. My favorite movie of the year is *Knives Out* because it's been a while since I have seen a good murder mystery movie. So the first movie I'm going to talk about is the worst movie of the year. We didn't mean to see. Yeah. Um, I had that as my number five movie of the year. Oh, it was my so lowest. This one? Because I think if we... It was a documentary about folk rock, was it? <laughs> yes. And it, I think if we cared at all about folk rock, it might have been good. But we didn't know of, like, any of the people they were talking about. <laughs> and <laughs> Sophie and I kept laughing during the entire movie. And... Dylan's son was so weird in there. Okay, what happened was, Abby, this movie theater by us does free movie Mondays on the first Monday of every month for students. Mm-hmm. And Abby and I wanted to see, what was it called, Zombieland or something? Uh, the Dead Don't Die. Yeah, The Dead Don't Die. And it was just really weird zombie movie that we wanted to see. Uh-huh. And there's two of these theaters in Omaha, and one of them had the zombie movie, and one of them had the folk documentary. And we went to the wrong one, and we didn't have enough time to go get to the other one. So the lady was like, oh, you like the folk documentary. And these people are very artsy and cultured, and we felt too ashamed to say that we wouldn't enjoy it. So we kind of got shunned into going. And then in the theater, we were by far the youngest people there by like 50 years. And we felt too embarrassed to leave because we thought these people would think we're uncultured, and we should have just left. Oh my god, I couldn't stop laughing during this. It was just... It was so bad. I, it was the longest two hours of my life. <laughs> they talked so, so much. Like, maybe it is good to people who care about folk rock. Well, it but... kind of ruined folk rock for us, though. <laughs> we couldn't listen to it for like a month. <laughs> yeah, because our dad really likes it, and we would hear it, and we'd be like, we know too much about this. PTSD. Wow. I've seen good documentaries. This just wasn't one of them. Okay, and the other one, which we already talked a lot about, so I'll just say it, is The Secret Life of Pets 2. Horrible. Mm-hmm. And then my absolute least favorite movie of the year was Child's Play, which is a horror movie, and it's like a spin-off of Chucky. <laughs> and Abby made me see this movie because she really wanted to see a horror movie. And it has the girl from Parks and Rec, April, and she plays a mom, and she's way too young to play a mom. Oh, I, didn't play, yeah. I didn't think she was too young to play mom. But, okay, oh this movie wasn't as bad as Sophie's saying it no, is. No, it is. She it's was, five times worse. She was sitting in the movie theater on her phone. And I'm like, okay, first of all. Nothing about it was scary. It don't was be literally that, just guts. Maybe you would have been scared if you were immersed in the movie. You weren't, like, immersing yourself Abby. in the movie enough. It was a terrible movie. It yes. was horrible. But my, my, I lost so much respect for that girl after seeing this. She cannot, No one could act in this movie, Abby. Um, Remember that black guy? And he was like, my mama and the car that spun around in circles and then oh, the that ending was really bad. and the store that was so bad. when all the Chuckies come to life and they like start persecuting everyone and only like two people live <laughs> you're yeah. saying this isn't the worst movie of the year My, the worst movie of the year was Secret Life of Pets 
Because at least Travis Play had a plot. Secret Life of Pets 2 had a plot. My second was Lion King, because that didn't need to exist. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I don't even have a list of worst movies ready, and yeah. I don't think I could come up with them, because I feel like we've covered it. Yeah. So, and also, it's pretty obvious I have not seen as many movies as you guys. Yeah. Because I was gone, and- You just didn't waste I your just, money on as many bad movies. Yeah, I only go to the movies, like, I'm sure I'll like, and I feel yeah. like you guys- are more open, which is a good thing. Yeah. Maybe I should start being more open, but... We also had AMC stubs, so we could go for free. Yeah. Like, free. Like, we paid for it, but we thought we had to get our money's worth. So we saw a lot of bad movies. Yeah, yeah. we saw Toy Story so many times in so many different <laughs> formats. Um, But also, for background reference, Bethy was living in the woods this summer, so... <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Sorry for that brief interruption. I just had to clarify. No, That's why I'm not sense. saying anything about these worst movies. Yeah, we're not I, just ganging up on Bethy I don't, and not making her, letting her talk. I don't think there is, like, out of the movies I've talked about so far, like, I feel like none of them should be, like, considered, like, terrible. Or and horrific. Or, like, as the worst. But, mm-hmm. like, some of the ones you have seen, I can definitely understand why they're on that list. So, yeah. sorry for that. But. So, Bethy, do you have your top five list? Um, no, but I can... You want to just... yeah. I can go for it. Let's see. All right. Well, I'm going to start with just going for one. Okay. Like, the top one, I think, is Spider-Man Far From Home. All right. Um, then I'd probably say Endgame. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Toy Story 4. Oh, really? Maybe. Interesting. I don't know exactly the placement of these totally on my list, but yeah. Toy Story 4. I kind of put you on the spot. And I think Rise of the Skywalker would be on that Ooh. list because I maybe it's just because I'm still hyped after seeing yeah. it. And then Frozen 2? Yeah, that makes I, sense. I don't know. Those, are those all Disney movies? Yeah, I guess they Very are. Very Disney heavy. But it was a big year for Disney. You can't deny that. I don't know. I, old, I really, in, yeah, my list isn't that extensive, if that makes sense, but... So, I have an update from our family members who went to Cats. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know how Mavie didn't want to go to yeah. at all? And, like, she was peer pressured into it? I just got a message from the group chat that says, from Hannah, that says, Mimi, this is why you shouldn't give in to peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah was so supportive of, supportive of taking them. was dead serious that she was going to like that movie. That's funny. Okay, anyway. So, Abby, would you like to do your top five list? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry about that. Oh, sorry. I forgot about Jojo Rabbit. That yeah. goes... I'm sorry. I forgot oh, about good. so many movies. I put you on the spot. Jojo Rabbit goes on that list. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, my number five movie was uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I thought it was really good and... I'm not in, that into Star Wars, and I didn't know that much going in, and I walked out wanting to know a lot more. Um, Toy Story didn't make my top five, which really surprised me. It, it got edged out number Wait, six. not mine either, sorry. <laughs> um, Stuber was my number four. Such an <laughs> underrated movie. <laughs> number four? Number four. It was number two originally. And it's then... above Star Wars. It's I haven't even seen Star these movies, but I'm kind of outraged. Okay, why is it above Star Wars? It I didn't think about this that much. should not be in your top five. <laughs> I gave it a nine out of ten rating. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, and then it's Endgame, which I thought it was really good. It's just what Bethy was saying earlier with how she didn't want to rewatch it, and I re- really would have wanted to wa- rewatch my top two. Um, Jojo Rabbit was my number two. That movie was phenomenal. I love that movie, and I was really scared about the concept of Nazi Germany and mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah, yeah. And I am, I'm like, this is gonna be terrible. But they did it. They worked it really well with the concept of the comedy and the drama 
to really bring out the story better and to make Germans from Nazi Germany look more human and show the different factors that played into this mindset. Yeah. And then, of course, my number one was Spider-Man Far From Home because I've never walked out of a theater in a better mood. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got in the car and just screamed. I was so hyped for this movie, especially since I, I so saw good. it like two months late. I was so ready. <laughs> my favorite moment was when, because I had already saw it like two months ago mm-hmm. and you just got home. And after the end credit scene, you literally fell out of your chair. Yeah, I did. I remember that. Oh, man, literally, I got home after being gone for, like, almost three months. Mm-hmm. And the day after I got home, I was like, I got to go see Spider-Man. That's the one thing I want to do. It's the one yeah. thing I've been looking forward to all summer. The first thing you did. All right. So I'm trying to be brief because it's been a long episode. But my top five are Booksmart because film representation is dope. Knives Out, because it was a great, compelling thriller, unlike anything else I saw this year. Spider-Man Far From Home, because Tom Holland is dope. And this full movie was great. I gotta stop saying dope. Abby's gonna kill me. Dope. Um, (laughs) Spider-Man Far From Home, a really great villain, great cast. Zendaya was awesome. Everyone in this movie was so good. All I did not think I'd be a fan of Happy in May, but I loved it. Oh, yeah, that was We're gonna have to review that soon, too. Yes, Jojo Rabbit, second on my list because no other movie is so good at seeing how truly moronic Nazis are. It really puts you in the mindset of how someone could fall into the Nazi trap, but Mm -hmm. also it shows you how truly stupid all their real beliefs are and how easily they fall apart. And then my top movie of the year is Avengers Endgame. Because I do not agree with you guys. I think it's rewatchable. I've seen it four times. I think the character (laughs) moments in this movie are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the best theater experience I will ever have in my life. I agree with that one. There was no living up to this theater experience. Everyone in this movie theater was on the edge of their seat, clapping, screaming, Mm -hmm. That's my captain! (laughs) Holding out every moment. It was phenomenal. And I might not ever have that again. I hope I will. But... Just that full group of people in that theater waiting for 10 years to see this great finale. And it just all came together so well. Mm-hmm. And I know from friends <laughs> who live in North Carolina and South Dakota, all over the country, who have the exact same theater experiences. Everyone had this experience, and it was phenomenal. You know what's funny, Sophie, though? What? After the movie, you wouldn't say a word. I remember. <laughs> oh my gosh! She was so upset about certain deaths that happened in this movie, and she was so upset that to the point where she was angry and she wouldn't talk. (laughs) And see, I was so excited after seeing this movie, and I agree with you. The theater experience was so amazing. Uh I bawled so many times. My eyes were so red and puffy. And then Sophie was just like silently driving home, like I hate everything. And we live like an hour away, (laughs) and. she was this way the entire way home. Okay. And I'd be like, well, I, I like this part. And so I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was, I was very hyped for this movie for a very long time. So that was part of it. And when I see a movie that is truly that mind-blowing for me, I cannot talk about it for a couple hours. Because my brain is running on high. And I'm trying to just digest everything. I understand that. I was in one of those states of shock where you... I couldn't even talk about it yet because I couldn't comprehend everything yet. Yeah, I get that. Yes. So, yeah, that was our favorite movies of the year. I think we covered everything very thoroughly. We We obviously like each other because we like to talk forever, Yes, as you can tell. (laughs) Um, Next week, I think we're going to be doing Spider-Man Homecoming. (gasps) Yes! Yeah. That would be awesome. 
I'm which so is ready. the movie that got us into Marvel. So it'll be really fun to talk about. Oh, I'm so, gonna rewatch it. <laughs> so, what movies are you guys excited for next year? Oh, I was just thinking about this. Why can't I remember? I just put you Black guys Widow. Oh, Black Widow. I'm really excited for that. Um, both of Pixar's movies next year look phenomenal. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. What I'm very excited for next year is In the Heights. Yes, um, that's what I was going to say. They're making a movie out of Lin-Manuel's first musical, In the Heights, and it looks so good. The trailer for it, I really suggest you go check it out. It's It, it looks like exactly what you expect it to be, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to downgrade because of that because it just looks so freaking well, it good. It looks like a phenomenal They're musical. staying true to what a musical should be, yes. but just putting it in movie format so it can be distributed to more people. Like They're keeping the dance numbers, and the songs are just <laughs> beautiful in that musical in general, so I'm yeah. excited it to hear it. It looks like a Broadway show with added elements to enhance it in enhance a movie it. experience. Like, there parts that they make it into a movie is enhancing the story and not taking yeah, away from the story. It looks so it bright looks so and good. colorful and happy and... Oh, I'm so excited. Yes, it'll be really good. This movie was made for, like, movies we are... No, this year was made for movies we are into, so next year's gonna be kind of rough, but there's a lot of movies to look no, forward to. No, because I think it's exciting that we're moving on from the year of finales, and I'm excited for mm-hmm. how many original stories we'll see next we'll year. See. That's, yeah. that's very true. I'm worn out of sequels, and so I'm excited for new stories. Like, both of Pixar's are new original stories, and I'm excited for yeah, that. Yeah, that, that will be exciting. I agree. Thanks for listening to this episode of Watchable. This podcast is edited by Sophia. Our music is from purpleplanet.com, and our graphic is by Maria Hernandez. If you enjoy listening, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Have an idea on what we should review next? Send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or on Tumblr at Watchable. Join us next time when we discuss Spider-Man Homecoming. Now go enjoy your day. <laughs>